when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. It's that time of the year when business starts to wind down and people are looking forward to the holidays. Not in the marketing business, though. This is the busiest part of the year, prepping clients for new business in 2024. We're tweaking our brands and checking it twice, trying to find out who's naughty or nice. Not really. We're revamping websites and optimizing systems with the latest tech. Consumer business has a different schedule. They usually start prepping in June or July for November and December for Black Friday and holiday sales. They also tend to rely heavily on advertising, which is a one-to-many methodology. In the old days, this was TV, radio, newspapers, billboards, and door-to-door salesmen. Today, it's mostly ads on Google, Facebook, and YouTube, with a little bit of TV and maybe some flyers mixed in. Successful businesses in the B2B space rely heavily on one-to-one methods. Now, they can feel the pressure to fall back to the one-to-many tactics wrapped in a relational spin, like email, direct messaging, cold email, phone calls, and stuff like that. Spam is defined as unwanted or unsolicited email, but spam can come across into every method of digital communication. And AI adds speed without emotion at a price of about one one hundredth of a human expense. I'm sure you're equally deluged with emails or direct messages saying, got my past emails or got my past message? These are usually selling leads, website updates, position number one on Google, or this new AI tool system that's going to poop gold bars on demand. Then, if you try to unsubscribe, their system shouts, Hey, we got a live one here, which triggers a sequence of more annoying and unsubscribable emails. Now, on the positive side, since people are more aware of those transactional tactics, there's been an increased interest in open, non-transactional, authentic, cooperative conversations. The key to making that happen is trust. Building trust is a process. And we're constantly trying to teach our clients to implement that actively. It gives me hope to help our clients succeed through focusing on maybe 50 to 150 qualified, quality business relationships, while their competition is focusing on the masses. What follows are three key things that I'm truly thankful for this holiday season and why I'm filled with hope for a successful new year. So the first thing I'm thankful for is we're still in business. The what is our customers still trust us to help them grow their businesses. 
The why is we continue to maintain or increase ROI of their marketing spend versus sales growth. And the how is we get to help them build know, like, and trust. We're helping their sales teams have better conversations with current, past, and prospective customers. When you have a business that goes against the grain or looks or acts different than most other businesses in your niche, you must work harder to keep your client's eye on the ball. In our case, the ball is simply turning marketing into sales. My clients and probably you are bombarded with messages that offer leads, website updates, position number one on Google, and new AI tools that poop gold bars on demand. If you can show how your service has real-world value, then all that noise has an uphill battle to build trust. They'll have to prove that they can do it better than you and not just make empty promises. The second thing I'm thankful for is most of the new processes still work. The what is we found new ways to engage with people and their clients. The why is after the pandemic, people crave authenticity and human interaction, while increased automation creates more skepticism. And the how, building know, like, and trust, was created by new tools that offer self-serve options which lead to easier paths to conversations. There's a video on YouTube of this infinite loop of Siri and Alexa and Google all asking each other a question, and it demonstrates what communication on the web is like these days. It's exactly how I feel when being forced into chatbot hell. Everything is now being fortified with AI, email and social media distribution tools, website creation tools, even search engines. Did you know that you can have a robot write better prompts to provide better searches from a robot? <laughs> By creating interaction, tracking people's use, and looking at website engagement tools that build knowledge and trust, people are likelier to continue to interact. You have to create the perception that you won't make them feel like they were just handed off to a used car salesman or a lifeless computer. The third thing I'm thankful for is there's still more we can achieve. The what is our customers constantly ask us to find new ways to create new business. Now, the why is the current ways make it harder to rise above that increasing noise each day. And the how to build know, like, and trust is to empower sales teams by training them on strategies to connect and engage with less effort. It's an honor that our clients trust us not only to build engagement systems, but they trust us to train their sales staff on how to optimize their use. I get giddy when they get it. Companies can outsource connections, but they can't outsource relationships. Showing people the easiest way to use systems is helpful, but more is needed to guarantee they'll actually use it. If salespeople need more time and interest to make the connections, then you can make the connections for them. But management should task them with reaching out and following up. If the method is foreign to them because they have technophobia, 
You can offer a group or individual training on how they can become more successful with minimal disruption and effort. So I want to leave you with this closing thought. Innovation is an activity. It's the spark that ignites progress. It's the art of transforming imagination into reality. True innovation is born from a relentless pursuit of better and learning from the past. It's the key to unlocking a brighter future for all. You'll have to want to continue to try and fail, live and learn, and inject hope into people that what you're doing with them together is making the world a better place. So what are you thankful for this holiday season? Do you have an optimistic or a pessimistic outlook on what's going to happen in 2024? Well, I'm going to leave you with this closing quote, and it's from Margaret Heffernan. For good ideas and true innovation, you need human interaction, conflict, argument, and debate. So basically what she's saying is innovation is a relationship-building process. Think about it. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. Bacon.